Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'll be talking to Jeremy Redleaf, the co-founder at Cave Day. Jeremy is an Emmy-winning artist, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. He's recently been involved in projects like Brackets Creative, including Odd Jobs, the series, Who Won the Year for Sci-Fi, and the film Third Street Blackout, and Cave Day, a global community of makers that come together to do deep, focused work built with member space. Jeremy, welcome to the Membership Maker Podcast. We're excited to have you here. Thanks for having me on Team Member Space. I'm here. <laughs> awesome. One of the best things any membership business owner can do is provide value to their members from the beginning, so they'll stick around for a long time. Those initial days are extremely important, and it will be what can later on scale things for any business, right? So what's Cave Day's approach on how to delight users in the early days? Yeah, well, what we did was just sort of allow ourselves to be in the community and just constantly keep the conversation open. People will give you feedback if you ask for it, for sure, and especially if you make them feel like you're listening. So, when you know, when people canceled, we, you know, instead of saying like, oh, man, we will forget you, we'd ask them, like, why are you canceling? And, and, you know, two out of 10 times, it was actually some, something we could address. And of course, eight out of 10 times, it wasn't. But we learned from those experiences. A story that comes to mind early on is that the tool we used to use didn't have like standing reservations and people were coming all the time and just had to do one reservation at a time. It was so annoying for them. Um, but we didn't have the, you know, we didn't own the code base, so we couldn't just add that feature. So what could we do? So we created a type form and, and uh, we were able to do it on the back end uh, for them. So we created a type form place where they could, you know, submit their standing reservations. And then we had to, you know, hustle in the back end to make it happen. But it was a way that we, we could delight them that, you know, wouldn't have scaled. If every customer did that, it would have been a nightmare. But we were able to speak to that complaint in an easy way. Would you have any examples from like onboarding or how you kind of welcomed members that was uh, a focus of like delighting them in any way? Yeah. So we, you know, we've, we've played around with different drips and tried to figure out what, you know, what, how do we engage members early in that first week or two? And frankly, we just really just let other companies inspire us. There are like a lot of companies that do drips really well. Um, obviously, Superhuman is really famous for their drip. And, you know, there are some other other ones that we found along the way that we thought were really interesting. And so I think you have to assume that nobody reads anything, you know, and whatever you think is clear to your customers is probably not clear to 30% of them, or maybe even more, who knows. So, you know, it, it just requires you to be allow yourself to be a little more repetitive than possible. So basically, we we offered any new customer, a, you know, a one on one with us for 10, 15 minutes. If you're stuck, book this link, you know, yeah, here's how we use this service. Here's how, you know, here's how we think you should use it. Here are things that come up all the time that you probably didn't read in our FAQ that you you know, you should probably still know. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, every time we get more feedback from things that aren't clear, we add that to the drip. Uh, but really, we just sort of like over, over deliver, like we're a small company, we're bootstrapped, we, you know, we're approachable, you know, you can't figure something out, we'll get in there, you know, that's just sort of our, our ethos and our approach. And so that bleeds into all our choices here. 
Yeah. And just for uh, folks who aren't quite clear what drip means, probably most people do, but it's like an email sequence that goes out over time, right? So like maybe as soon as someone signs up, they get a welcome email, maybe a day later, they get another email, maybe three days later, they get another email, so on and so on. And the point of it usually is to make people feel welcome, to kind of point out how to get set up in whatever your your tool, or your software, or your community is, how to get the most out of it. And then over time, you can kind of branch the drip out to like, okay, these are the people that are set up. These are people that are not set up, send them different emails. So you can get kind of crazy with it, but it's generally a welcoming onboarding sequence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And thanks for, the, for clarifying that. And and another thing I'd, I'd add to that is that you need to remember that most people sign up for things and then don't immediately use them. So like, I'll do that all the time. I'll sign up for a thing and be like, cool. And then I got to go. And then those drip emails remind me like, oh, right. I didn't I'm paying for that thing now. I didn't set it up yet, you know, but if I don't get those, you know, pings, I might go three weeks and then I might be a lot more likely to cancel, you know, so it, it really is important to, to make sure that people get, you know, one, build the habit of using your thing, but two, to like actually fully set up because, because just because they, you know, created an account doesn't mean they're in. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important point, right? Like if after I sign up for, for, you know, X, uh, if the first thing I have to do as a, as a user, as a customer is like, oh boy, here's a checklist of work that I need to now go do. <laughs> You're giving me a good chance to be like, cool, I'll uh, procrastinate that and do that later or something. So yeah, I think it is important to use the welcome emails, the drip emails to kind of remind people and also to help them, um, get back into the tool. And then it's also an opportunity to think about, Hey, how can I take work off their plate? Right. Like, how do I make this easy or easier for them and to kind of constantly be striving? How do I make this easier? How do I make this easier? And it's challenging. It's not simple. It's 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 one of those things that everyone wants to be easy, but most software is not. Uh, And everyone can can improve in this way. But it's just something to kind of always be in the back of your mind. Right. Totally. And I've noticed that I don't know if this is for all sorts of businesses, but I've noticed in our business that people really just have this question of like, I, I must not be doing this right. Or I must. How do, how do the best people use this thing? And so, you know, they're always asking the question and then uh, the answer isn't very satisfying. You know, there's no one way to use it. But in the times we've been able to say like, the you know, people that use it this way, you know, tend to get the most value out of it. People really appreciate that and want to try that way first. So if you can speak to that anyway, I think it can be really uh, really helpful because people, you know, just sort of naturally assume that they're, you know, not totally understanding the tool yet. Yeah. And uh, talk a little bit more about the delight concept. Like, for example, at MemberSpace in our early days, I would literally text every single person that signed up. And I've shared this story before on the podcast. So sorry for folks who've heard it, but it's like, it, literally I would text them and people would think I was like a robot or like not, a, not real. I assumed it was some sort of automated text. I'm like, and they'd like send weird messages back and be like, no, this is really me. And then like, it would delight people. It would surprise them. It would be, they'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Like what good, what good customer support, blah, blah, blah. And like that kind of thing that we don't do it anymore uh, for obvious reasons. But <laughs> when you're first starting, you know, those are unfair advantages. Those are things that you can do to stand out and that will buy you goodwill because there will be some rough edges uh, for whatever you're offering when you're first starting. There will be some things that are not simple, that are broken, uh, that could be better, et cetera. So by building up that goodwill where you can, like with the light, either texting, setting up one-to-one calls, just being generally available and responsive, that goes a long way towards trying to build a relationship and kind of laying the, the groundwork of here's a foundation of members and customers using us that are willing to talk about us and be evangelical about us. And then that's where we can start to grow and spread through word of mouth, right? 
Yeah, and I think I saw on somewhere on your documents an idea around using Zapier to to ping a, a video app to send video messages to new customers. Yeah, Bonjoro is uh, the one. I, I keep. Uh, I I swear we're not paid by them. I keep I keep uh, talking about <laughs> them. Uh, yeah, basically it's a way to send like an individual video message to folks as soon as they sign up for whatever your thing is. Uh, it doesn't need to be long, you know, 10 second, 15 second, just welcome, but you use their name so they know it's not automated and they know it's not just a recycled video. And we've been experimenting it personally at MemberSpace last uh, last week or so. And yeah, it's been very interesting. We get some really good positive responses. So it's something to, something to consider, again, especially when you're first starting and you have maybe time as an asset you can use here and to do something that other companies are just not doing, you know? Yeah. And do they respond with video or they just uh, receive it? They can just respond with text, but yeah, generally it's not like, it's generally to start like a support conversation or just to start a conversation in general, just to kind of kick things off in a, like in a, in a nice way to be like, wow, like this is the kind of company I'm dealing with. Like the, the, the founder sends a video to each yeah. customer. Like that's just a cool thing to start with, right? It, it's a good way to start a relationship. Yeah. Well, I think what you're getting at is that in the bootstrap space, right? What, what, how can you use the the bootstrappiness to your advantage? How can you not only delight your customers, but also make them feel seen and like you're approachable and, you know, what, what you're going to lack in features or, you know, A, B and Z, you're going to make up for in, in, uh, in human, in, in being human. Yeah. hundred percent. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. Would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks trying to learn more about Cave Day? Yeah, sure. Come check us out. We're at caveday.org. And if you use the code MEMBERSPACE, you can get a three sprint cave for free. Come check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.